Hey, Juan. Hey, Joshy. How's it going? As you know, but yeah. as the listener may not, we just went through two hours of technical hell. Because Juan, you could even you argue that it was longer than two hours, actually. Was it? It might have been. It might have been two it and It felt half. like six, yeah. So where are you today? I'm in Montreal. I'm in my apartment recording. Really unhappy to be in Montreal. Yeah, you're in the beautiful city of Montreal. I'm in yeah. the city of Toronto. <laughs> and this is how it's going to be from now on. So I'm glad we figured out how to telecommunicate finally no, after all that. It was really hard. It took us a long time. Also, for the listener who doesn't know this, my laptop broke last week. Absolute hell. Absolute yeah. hell. Yeah. But luckily, the last two weeks have been pop heaven. I know. <laughs> so much has happened, Juan. The Queen herself released an album, which we will talk about later. But yeah, it's been a, it's been Wait, a heavy who's week. the Queen? Oh, who's the Queen of Pop? Um, Madonna. Oh, Madonna. Fuck, I'm an yeah. idiot. For some reason, I thought you were making a joke about Taylor Swift. I was like, that's not funny. <laughs> Don't call her Queen. Not even as a joke. I was like, you're being crazy. No, that's actually too gay. And I'm a homophobe, so... <laughs> I mean, so much. And that I hate myself and I'm at home. <laughs> yeah, self-loathing. Yeah, I'm listening. Sorry, sorry. That's classic. Let's introduce ourselves because we yeah. didn't really do that last time. No. So I'm Josh. I live in Toronto. As you know, Juan lives in Montreal. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a Leo. I'm not single, but I would like to meet some friends. You're here for the chat. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for the discourse, for the pop music, and for Joshy. Yeah, I'm oh. here for one. <laughs> I'm a Capricorn, and yeah, Charlie Stan, as you know, if you listened to even a few minutes of last week's episode, <laughs> so it really goes without saying. Actually, I would love to speak about last week's episode because you <laughs> were a prophet. Like, you were talking about right. the Taylor and Katie thing before right. there was even a rumor of it. Like, how did that happen? I know. It's just my brain works like that. God sends it's me insane. information, and I just express it for the listener, you know? The direct quote from me was, you can keep that in your little head because that's never going to happen. And then days later, Katie appears in a relatively cute scene in that disastrous Taylor thing that we'll talk about later. Right. Yeah, you're right. There's an order. We have a format this time. We so it should be a bit less chaotic than last time. That we'll doesn't that. seem to be happening. But yeah, no. before we start, I want to talk about also yeah. my day yesterday. Because yesterday I had to present last week's episode to oh an industry pack of audio professionals. <laughs> 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 I'm so pretty shocked that you're using this for school because I can't imagine your profs listening to it and me, hearing me saying the word faggot. Also, one of the profs' feedback was well, you can that say I faggot. should contextualize um, my hatred for French people, uh, which I will in this episode later on. But yeah, yeah, no, you're right. My like my main prof, who's like mentoring me for this, didn't like your French people comment, and honestly, I agree with him. His name is Niles. Oh, I didn't know you agreed with him. That's shady. Yeah, you need to uh, back up your claims. <laughs> <laughs> back up my claims. Listen to Daft Punk. Can they make music? No, they're French. There you go. <laughs> oh, case closed. Okay. Case closed. Okay, also, I ditched a pride party last night, and I felt so good about it. I was, like, so amped up mm -hmm. after that meeting, like, presentation thing that I gained 40 bucks by selling my ticket to a club Amazing. called Ronda. It really felt good, because you know what? I'm going out tonight, and guess where I'm going out? Where? Air Canada Center <laughs> for Monster Jam is uh, the Pride Party I'm going to That's tonight. pretty strange, yeah. That seems a bit homophobic. I mean, I'm sure the crowd I think it will is. be homophobic, yeah. I'm going with Emerson, Ali, and Layla, who are my best friends since high school. Oh, and beautiful. frankly, we're all cosplaying as like people who would go to Monster Jam. I mean, That's the way I dress is pretty much Monster Jam passing, but... Mm -hmm. Okay, so, same as before, but maybe like right. a little more clearly this time. 
We have a binary. That's our rating system. Mm-hmm. Songs can be hot. Songs can be local. And then at the end, we're going to pick smashes. Mm-hmm. So a smash can be hot or local. If it's hot, it's like maybe cutting edge. You know, it's Ooh, like yeah, sexy. Avant-garde. If it's local, it's like... It's basic, but we can still love that. We can find yeah. stuff to love. If it goes off, it goes off. If it's a song that you can't stop yourself from listening, that's a smash. That's exactly right. Okay, so um, it's Sunday now. Last night I had a freak out. I was home like beyond stone. Really like just on the verge of like hallucinating. Wow. Um, yeah. But that usually happens when I smoke joints and like right at the beginning I get really stoned. Anyways, I'm like in the kitchen making a salad and I'm like stepping into my living room. And I see a tail going on, like, under my couch. And I was like, I'm surely hallucinating. Like, this, like what the fuck am I smoking? <laughs> like, my first reaction was, at least it's not a rat, because rats don't have, like, furry tail. Oh, but, my God, it was furry. And then I, I basically have a panic attack, and then I move the couch, and I see this cat with a bell running into my room. <laughs> <laughs> so I call Hugo, and I left, like, the most deranged voicemail being, like, I'm dying, come help me, I'm going to die if you don't come right now. Because um, you're scared of cats. We yeah, know. if I feel like it's going to bite me and give me rabies, I'm, like, terrified. I know you don't have to be, like, logical in the moment of finding right. an actual living animal in your house. But I think if there's a bell involved, it's yeah. probably vaccinated. It's yeah, not anti-vax, yeah. at least. <laughs> it's not Jessica Beale's cat. <laughs> Jenny <laughs> McCarthy. I, oh, yeah, Jenny McCarthy. She's, like, MIA. Anyways, yeah, that's when I realized, when I saw the bell, I was like, okay, this cat is fine. And she was really cute. Or, like, he, or it, or they. Essentially, after I texted after hugo saw the message he texted me and he was like wait so what's the problem it's the cat (laughs) and i was like oh right i overreacted and we became friends and finally it left on its own accord after a few hours but i was like terrified at first and also just like i thought my brain was playing games with me for a minute (laughs) definitely had a thought of like i need to quit smoking weed (laughs) this is too much I hope it got home, though. It definitely was like a house cat because it had the little bell thing. Wait, but... you don't know if it got home? What did you do with no. it? How did you get it out? It just left on its own. Like, I like, left the what? door open. Oh. Uh, the door, my, my door was open throughout the whole thing, which is how it got in, obviously. Fire escape door. Yeah. Oh, I and see. Then, and then I see that it was gone and it was just gone forever. Oh, I yeah. miss her. I know, me too. Oh, well. Leave your door open tonight. She'll visit. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we got home, but yeah, that's what I've been up to. I love it. We're recorded. What about you? Well, okay, I went to Monster Jam. It was so loud. My tonight must be worse. And the, <laughs> the entire the entire stadium smelled like diesel. It was kind of crazy, actually. It was like full yeah. Republican audience, very young kids, boys, of course, like actual seven year olds, and below, I think. Um, Wait, but below. no, it was great. Yeah, like seven and below age. Oh, I thought you said blow, like, Coke. I was like, oh. No, 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 no. There were some trashy, like, DC Shuko dads, though. Um, <laughs> this, like, this father and son beside us mm-hmm. uh, kept, like, yelling to get anything he wanted. Like, if he wanted to get past us, he would, like, shout at us. And he, oh, like, God. yelled at the popcorn guy to come over. And the popcorn guy didn't come over, which I thought was cool. But uh, yeah. he was so mean. Like, people were just mean there. I guess the vibe is just meanness, right? And anger. Like aggression. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like loud noises, basically. But um, oh, the God. cars were cool. Alien Invasion had, like, lights involved. It was a light-up car. Actually, they yeah. all kind of had props. There was zombie. The car had, like, arms coming out of it, like a dead oh, my God. zombie. It's so gay, too, ones? when you think about it, right? It's very camp. Grave digger. <laughs> 
Okay, wait. Um, zombie, actually, you have to look up Joe Uri, U-R-I-E, on Instagram. He's the okay. driver of Zombie. He's stupid hot. I actually want him dead. <laughs> like, if he was gay, what would you say? He's a twink, a twonk, a hunk? He's a twonk, yeah. Okay, sexy. Um, Joe Uri. Okay, so it's J-O-E dot U-R-I-E on Insta. I should probably I mean, look, actually. What a damn dream to tour with Monster Jam. <laughs> Maybe you should his, get into it. His driver, or sorry, his uh, his bio says, driver of the zombie Monster Jam truck, keeping positive with God above all. 22. 22. Jesus. <laughs> so fucking young. Yeah, he, has he has a kid? Oh, no, that takes some other kids. 4,000 followers. No, yeah, he's just good with kids. Like, that's why he has, <laughs> like, good family values. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a good Christian boy, probably. There's, like, a photo of him bodybuilding his, like a competition in missouri yeah. and it's he's so he's so blackened like the spray tan is not okay it's like not black face but black body sort of yeah it's weird it's so mm-hmm. uneven it's like a full his, gradient dip dye <laughs> <laughs> actually though because his, his swim shorts or whatever he's wearing it's all, or it's ombre or whatever you're right <laughs> yeah it's skin tone into yellow into orange into red <laughs> Also, I wish the listener could watch this picture because his body's very weirdly proportioned. Like, you know, he trains upper body a lot and then it's like an inverse triangle. I guess that's what people are into. <laughs> no, that's the whole thing. Yeah, he looks great. Yeah. Come on, be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can see why people would lust for him, but he's not my type at all. Joe's killing it. I feel like he's a theater kid at heart. Like, he has some really intense I believe face it. mug shots. Wait, what's yeah. the word for... um? When theater kids get shot, not shot, uh, but like justice. photos. <laughs> oh <my God>. um, <laughs> I guess I mean a headshot. Headshot, I mean. yeah, yeah. Oh, I oh, bought weird. a shirt at Monster Jam too. It's amazing. Oh, that's iconic. That's the best thing to do there. I feel like I know it's all with some merch. merch. Yeah, um, I loved it. I had a good time. I would go back next year. I guess that's kind of like wrestling, and that it's like on, at face value, it's really straight. But all the people who do it are probably like secretly just wanting to be theater kids. Wow, and be dramatic. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. As you know usual, who, everyone's closeted. Yeah. You know who also went to it the day after you went? Who? Amna from Twitter. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw she posted stories of being at Monster Jam. Oh, wow. I had such a good time. I hope she did too. So we should start with the hot local singles for the week. How do you pronounce that? Uckers by Shy Girl? Yeah, it's called Uckers by Shy Girl, as in, I guess, fuckers without the F. Oh, right. My stupid brain didn't get that. Shy Girl's like South London... This one's produced by Sega Bodega, which amazing. is why I love his the production stuff. is absolutely nuts. It's quite bonkers, but quite amazing. I love this track so much. It's I twisted, love the, yeah. The scream that is sampled throughout the song is yeah. so crazy, but it works perfectly, right? It's really like melodic, even though it's like scary. It's so melodic. But I also yeah. like the parts where Sega like takes the beat back and like lets her just scream. <laughs> like the sample really comes alive at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I really like the song. I think when I was like trying to form a take on it, it has a very clear sense of what the, the story that it's trying to tell. I love this song. Yeah. And the drums are amazing. It's amazing, yeah. Sega and Shy Girl are like a match made in heaven. Yeah. It just is so good. And it's such a short song too. I actually, for once, wish it was longer. Yeah, that never happens to me, but you're right. Our call failed, so I am going to recall you. Okay, mercy. I do want to see your face. Let's move on though. We love Shy Girl. We love this song. Like Girl, and yeah. it's hot as fuck. <laughs> it's yeah, the hot, pinnacle hot, hot. of hot. 
Yeah, yeah, hot, hot, hot. This is what the podcast was made for. Yeah, we're so happy to listen to some good music for once. For once, yeah. And in fact, there's more coming up. So let's do this next song, Ashley O on a roll. So we discussed her a bit last time. By her, I mean Miley Cyrus, because she had just released that EP. And I brought up the Black Mirror episode, but that was before this was released as a single. So we didn't get a chance to to talk about it. Um... Once again, lobotomy music. Like, the lyrics yeah, to yeah. are crazy. It's okay, like, well, it's most... written by Trent Reznor, so you know he's being Shut like up. a cynical-ass really? pop star. Was... Oh my god, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Something that I really like. I, mean, I actually kind of really like the song. This is It, like, folds in on itself, right? Because it's trying to be local, which I think I would argue still makes it local, but yeah, if it, if it like, was upped a little notch lyric-wise, I think it would actually be hot, you know? Yeah, yeah. I would just wish it wasn't Trent who wrote it because yeah. I don't trust him liking pop music enough to no, 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 make no, it good. No. And I think the Black Mirror episode proved that sentiment. The point of the Black Mirror episode was sort of like, she was literally in a coma and they were like extracting information from her brain to make pop tracks. So I think the whole like theme of it was that pop music is just so mindless and such a like a culture industry bullshit that people just like churn out songs without even having to put any like feeling to it so the whole episode and the track this track is meant to exist only to prove that pop music's stupid right so i think that's where the lyrics of like i'm gonna roll i'm gonna get what i deserve which is just like the stupidest like inspirational thing for kids come in well i assume i'm gonna get what i deserve is dark-sided right right actually but yeah i didn't really read that right no well she doesn't deserve what she gets no but at the end so twisted whatever yeah yeah, uh, it's a twisted episode. Like, I don't know how it ends because I can't watch TV for some reason. I'm allergic <laughs> to it other than Real Housewives. But I yeah, I assume it's, it's a really shitty episode. It starts like Chucky and it ends like Spy Kids too. Like, it's just so bad. <laughs> that being said, the song goes off. What I like about it is that the transition from verse into chorus and into verse is very seamless. I feel like nowadays pop music, like the break from verse into chorus is so abrupt and so ugly. This just like yeah. kind of gl- like glides into the chorus, and I love that. You're actually um, right. There's no change. No, it is right? lobotomy music, but it's a great so, track. I think local or hot. I think it's local. Local, but a good song. What's that? Local smash. I think it's a contender for a smash for sure. Okay, I don't think I will say that. It's local in the sense that it's just undisputably a local song, but it's a good song. It's yeah. definitely on my gym playlist. I'll say that it's murky because of the intent of it all. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's hold that in mind for the Smash segment at the end. Let's move on, though. Next, we have Kimberly Kimberly Peepers. (laughs) Also known as Kim Petras. Kim Petras' Personal Hell. This is her latest song, right? Holy shit, wait. Is there a new one since... Oh my god, there's another one. It's called another one. It's funny because last week, this was my my complaint about her, right? That she's just releasing shit, and you can't even, like... Like, you don't even know what her story is. Like, what's she trying to say? Okay, so... We are going to review Personal Hell, but another one, the song called Another One, came out yesterday. Crazy, they don't know that. And honestly, like, the album comes out next Thursday, so we can talk about the rest later. In terms of Personal Hell, I think it's her best in a little while. It definitely sounds like the Halloween EP. Okay, I also heard a hint of Womanizer in this song. Oh my god, I love that. I didn't hear it, but There's a hint of it. It's in the pre-chorus, I think. Like, baby, come on over to me. You know? I I trust you. Listen, this part. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Right? There's Britney. I can definitely hear Britney there. Right? Okay. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Obviously, that's appealing to me. 
her second era comes to an end next week, and I think that's great news. Yeah, that's great news. I think I panned Do Me last week. I think I said it was really bad, but I've been listening to it a lot ever since. To which podcast. one? Do Me. Do Me. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just so lushly produced. How could you I not? Know. It's beautiful. But I really tried. Can I um, pose a theory to yeah, you? Yeah, please. About this second era? Have you heard of the producer named Circuit? No. It's C-I-R-K-U-T. He's like a Dr. Yeah. Luke at He's like a protege, <laughs> basically, of Dr. Luke. Um, yeah. And around the same time the Kim song started getting worse, he left Dr. Luke's company. Oh. And I just have a hunch that all of the songs we love by Kim Petras yeah. were really produced by Circuit. Probably, honestly. I mean, I'm sure that every Dr. Luke production is actually a team effort, <laughs> obviously. It's all of his co-workers. To the point where he takes all the credit, right? Absolutely. Can I give you a That's list of Circuit productions? Yeah, please. These are songs that um, we love that Circuit both produced and wrote. And he's Canadian, so that's crazy. Oh, from where? I forget, like, Whatever. Vancouver and or Ottawa and or Toronto. Yeah, those are the matter. So first of all, from the Kim, the Kim songs we like, he produced and wrote Can't Do Better, Slow It Down, All The Time, I Don't Want It At All, that's good. Heart To Break, okay? My that's my favorite Kim Peeps. Those align with right when he quit. Like, okay. Or like his contract expired, in his words. Okay, but let... Let me continue because yeah, not only that, we have Katy Perry, Wide Awake, Dark Horse, Birthday, Roar, oh Nicki Minaj, Vava Voom, Trini Dem Girls, The Night Is Still Young. What? Are you hearing this? Yeah, I'm hearing all of this and I'm shocked. Yeah. I'm dying. Rihanna, You to One. Oh, okay. Marina and the Diamonds, Prima Donna, and How to Be a Heartbreaker. Are you kidding? Yell, Complete Mafu, Kesha, Come On, Miley Cyrus, Wrecking Ball. Oh, crazy. Usher, I Don't Mind, Maroon 5, Sugar, and Girls Like You, Songs I Love. And last but not least, maybe least, Ava Max, <laughs> Stupid Psycho. Oh, Ava Max, I forgot she So was... Ava Max is his new Kim Petras in oh, a pretty real way. that's interesting. So she's getting the talent. Ava yeah. is getting the talent, even though we oh don't really God. like that song. But anyway. Well, good for Ava. Ava's winning, apparently. And we have Dr. Luke doing guitar solos whenever he can squeeze one in. Like, right. I just think it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. I think you've just posted theory and you've proved it. You both posted and proved it that it was Circuit who was making all the good tracks for Kim Peepers. And he continues to do that, apparently. Well, good for Ava Max. It seems like she's the winner out of this whole situation. Hopefully, they'll release something soon that we can review on the pod. Cast. Okay, so my professor, Niles, yeah. who's like basically helping Shout me with the podcast. Niles. We love yeah. Niles. He knows Circuit, okay? Because it's a Canadian connection. Oh. But Circuit's obviously like in LA now. Mm-hmm. And Niles will like drop a crazy LA story every now and again. He's actually there right now, like touring with a band. But he was saying that the, the studio drug dealer gets a writing credit if he's in the room at the time. Shut up. But that's crazy because, oh, but wouldn't they get like royalties too afterwards? Yeah, he, they would get royalties. That could be a lot of money, depending on It could on be the a song. shitload of money. Yeah, it could also be no money. I mean, it depends, but so with this like, level of producer, it's a lot yeah. of money. How much money do we think a King Peeper song actually makes? Not that much. She's not that well-known yet. You're right, but there's so many, though. Only... Like, there's money in that. It's a volume thing. Yeah, it's quantity, not quality. <laughs> <laughs> I would say we have to move on. <laughs> I don't have enough takes on King Peeps. <laughs> I mean, we're going to end up talking about her every week for the rest of our lives. I know, probably. If she keeps releasing music like this, yeah, we will. I wish there was. I know the binary system does not accommodate for songs that make no impression on me. You know what? If it doesn't make an impression, it's just a single, and that's that. 
Oh, right. Yeah. It's just a single to me. Not even hot, not local, just a single, which is worse than being local. I love bending the law. (laughs) What's next? Okay. So the next song that we're discussing is Choke by Poppy. Poppy. It's Poppy. Poppy. (laughs) A famous Grimes collaborator. Yeah, it's Poppy. Um, I like Choke a lot, actually. It's a bit... It's funny that now that I realize that Trent Reznor wrote Ashley O, because to me, Choke sounds like pop inspired by uh, Nine Inch Nails. To me, it sounds a bit like if Billie Eilish was even more experimental and like crazy than she is. <laughs> Not that she's like crazy experimental, but this sounds like a, a nudge up from Billie Eilish. I love the concept of yelling the word choke in increasingly Melanie Martinez voices. <laughs> it's good. There's a lot of like that wave of people making like non-palatable pop or like pop that is like somewhat list- like hard to listen to. I would put like Poppy, Grimes, maybe even Slater in that category. This is a highlight for me from Poppy, absolutely. I like this song. I like when she screams choke, yeah. I think the vibe, the song has like a unique vibe. It sounds like it's like, it's definitely hot for me in a lot of ways. I love how we agree and we can now move on. Okay, so we, on Friday when when we recorded, we started with a Taylor rant, I guess, like a discussion really. Actually, you and I don't agree no, that was like weirdly like contentious. So yeah, let's listen to our Taylor convo. And then I guess we'll meet back here afterwards. I need to get something out of the way. We need to do Taylor first. Okay. Hello to the Swifties listening. Swifties are welcome. In a way, you could argue that I'm somewhat a Swiftie. I like a lot of her tracks. But you need to calm down. I mean, the general consensus online is that it sucks. Okay, so yeah, we're talking you need to calm down. Yeah. Came out soon after our last episode. Right. Pretty much out of nowhere. It was a it was a drop. It was a surprise drop. Yeah, moment. it was a drop. There wasn't like much. It was like the Katie, the Katie Instagram thing. Oh yeah. That yeah. happened so soon after our last episode was basically the promo. It was a cake, was it? I already forget. It was like cookies with what looked like uh, ketchup to me on the plate. I don't think it was ketchup, obviously, but some sort of like food coloring thing saying like peace at last or something like that. Oh which God. I wanted them to collab. Like by which I mean not an appearance in a music video. Like I like that, but to me it's not enough. Like. To me, they need to make a song together. Should we talk about the song first or the video first? The song, <laughs> right? Let's talk about the song, yeah. My description of it that I wrote down, I think literally the second I listened to it was, this is full-on lobotomy music. Can you hear that Fam- a lot? Yeah, I hear that. Can I okay. talk over it? You sure can. <laughs> okay. Famously, we recognize that little thing at the beginning sounds a lot like Heartbeats by The Knife. It really sounds like The Knife. So what I was saying about lobotomy music, I feel like the song... And that's the whole vibe with this album so far, is that it's like music that sort of forces you to feel good. Yeah. This one's just, oh, oh, oh. It's like the next one's going to be another vowel. It's going to be like, you, ooh, ooh, for the next single or something. It's like the same as that Justin Timberlake song, Can't Stop the Feeling, mm-hmm. or even Pharrell Happy. It's just like, exactly, yeah. to me, that doesn't work. No, no, no. Also, we're misreading the context of the song completely. It's not meant to make us be happy. It's kind of meant to make <laughs> us angry. Like... Right. Everyone knows saying you need to calm down makes people angrier. I know, exactly. That's like number one rule of yeah. conversation. I right? know. I wonder if this is a reach, but I wonder if she's appropriating that sentiment because it's about like homophobes. The song is about homophobes, basically. So I wonder if she's appropriating that and being like, no, you are the ones who need to calm down, not like okay. amazing women. But maybe you I'm are, giving her That's too much such reason. a generous read of the topic. <laughs> I honestly think that's too generous. The song is about mean comments that she gets on, like, Instagram. It's like when everyone was posting snakes on her Instagram, that's what this song is about. It's about her feeling persecuted for, like, being, what, famous? 
Yeah, basically. And for the whole Kanye thing, uh, the whole vibe of the album seems to be like a redress from Reputation. Like, Reputation, she was trying to put on this persona of like, I'm tough, whatever, come for me, I'm a snake, I don't care. That didn't really pan out culturally in the discourse very well. So I think now she's turning yeah. to this lover narrative where she's like, oh, you know what? No, I'm like gonna, like, I'm not a snake. Or like, she is a snake, but now she's trying to like, be a nicer snake or whatever. And like, that's why she made up with Katy Perry and he's, he's putting out all these songs that honestly sound like kids' balls. I don't know. I feel like that's the whole vibe of it. I mean, the song, honestly, if I'm going to confess, I don't hate it. I really like oh that my. melody in the chorus, which is like, like it reminds me of Uptown Girl by Billy Joel, <laughs> which is like okay. repeating the same vowel and like each time a higher note. It's really stupid and it's really basic and it's for literal kids, but I can't help but like it. I'm sorry. My brain enjoys that. My brain just fell out of my head, so. <laughs> after um, I said that. No, after just hearing that song in full. I'll say this, okay? I don't really think it's a gay... <sighs> Sorry, let me rephrase. Yeah. I'm I'm going to say this. It's not a gay anthem, and the only people who called it a gay anthem were the journalists and, like, bloggers right. who called it a gay anthem in an article, and in the same article explained why it wasn't, you know? Like... Yeah. Lyrically, it tries to be a gay anthem, though. How? Because if probably haven't looked at the lyrics on Genius, because why would you? But... She spells glad with two A's, like that, yeah, whatever that gay organization is. That's fake. And uh, it no, doesn't no, no, make I think, sense in the lyrics. No, and then whenever she just when wanted she to says, shoehorn that in. And when she says shade won't make anyone less gay, I think she intends for it to be a gay, a gay anthem for sure. It's just simply not. But I think lyrically, she's really aiming for that. Obviously, she doesn't know what shade means, no, right? No, like, no. <laughs> shade never made anyone less gay. She's like That's, really confusing her topics here right like because shade is not hate speech right Right. she's being criticized by people yeah sure that's shade but it's not like the fact that she's bringing the gays into her like business her like social media qualms to me feels twisted i mean it is twisted absolutely it's like not even about us like this is all about her and actually i would argue that reputation was the exact same topic yeah, reputation is definitely about being mad at people's perception of her. It's being mad at people not loving her fully. Yeah, yeah. And this is the same thing. Now she's just telling us that it's getting a little too loud for her. It's like the same thing. <laughs> no, I think before she embraced that like sneaky persona, now she's trying to be like, I'm above it. I don't even want to fight anymore. I just want to be a lover. Okay, I I see that. I know yeah. why you're saying that because first of all, the album is called Lover. So how could you yeah, argue? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but I would argue, I would, despite all that, I would argue, needless to say, that she's being so like skeezy. So skeezy. The smarm dripping off every word <laughs> she says is like, okay, you know what's the sinister thing about being smarmy like this? Mm-hmm. You can't criticize it. When she had this like dark persona in air quotes, in a way she was admitting that she's easy and Easy to hate, right? But now that she's doing this, like, love thing with, like, Megan Trainer-ass videos, right? Now it's like, how do you criticize that? And I'm saying it's dark-sided. Right. It's so dark-sided. And she's pretending it's not, but it's the exact same messaging as Reputation, whether or not she wants to admit that. Yeah, you're right. I think it's the same messaging, but she's trying to make it lighter, even though it's really not. You're right about that, yeah. She's a snake, even to this day. I mean, literally and, like, narratively, the whole thing really stinks. I just like that little melody in the chorus. I'm not going to lie about that. I'm sorry. I will absolutely give you that. Can I actually read a couple tweets that I saw about it from people I know? 
or like in air quotes now, Adam JK said, if you know who had just done the right thing during the presidential election, and yes, maybe slightly risked alienating country radio or a small fraction of her fan base, she wouldn't have to be doing whatever this whole uncomfortable pandering album cycle is now. And I think that's right. I do think that if there's one pop star who can actually get across to homophobes, it would be Taylor Swift because her audience is homophobes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, who cares if Beyonce has like a pride anthem because it's only going to be heard by gays? Whereas if Taylor says don't hate gays, it actually is going to reach homophobes. But yeah, whatever. You know what? I, I agree with that. But I do feel like she's involving us personally in something I shouldn't have to care about. It's honestly a struggle about her DMs or something, you know? Like, it's not for us. But I do agree that fans she has had since her, like, actual country days, maybe this will reach them? I don't know. She's been pop for so long that I doubt they really care what she says. She's, like, probably too Hollywood for them anyway. But I I can't argue that, like, any queer, you know, not queer, gay messaging is fine. It's not queer. It's... Well, actually, should we talk <laughs> about the video? Because it kind of is. Yeah, let's weird. talk about it really quick. Yeah. She has this like look with like a rainbow wig or something, like a purplish wig. It looks so disgusting with like turf bangs. Oh, what a fucking mess. She also has had like the worst like visuals for this album. It looks so gross. Yeah, she's going to actually kill me. Um, I, I will <laughs> oh. say I liked seeing Katie in the video. It actually it was a breath of fresh air as a Katie cat. I was dying <laughs> to see someone I wanted to see. Like, talk about a cast of. <laughs> Horrific cameos. She like sat down with her manager and was like, okay, so who are the worst gays we can think of? Ellen, RuPaul, (laughs) and the queers from Five, uh, Queer Eye. That's all we need. Oh my God, you almost said One Girl, Five Gays. (laughs) No, I wasn't going to say that actually, but maybe. We didn't have that in Colombia, so I've never watched them. Oh, okay. But do you know what's funny though? Katie had already made the same, mis- same mistake of having like drag queens in her, yeah. her like with witness, remember? Yeah. And Taylor th- didn't really learn from that mistake. I think she was a bit too stupid. Like she should have known that people weren't going to love her just having drag queens. It's just yeah. like good optics. She really didn't think about this. No, Taylor has the politics of like TD Bank. Like it's just so surface level. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Also, I want to read another post I oh, saw. Yeah. This is Lawrence. Lawrence, Lawrence H. Collin, who runs the Facebook group called R&B Junkie, which I love. Mm -hmm. He says he's been trying to figure out why the reception to Taylor's gay washing is getting such a negative reaction when like every pop star posts pride flags and like rainbows and whatever for everything, right? Like, why is it so much worse for Taylor? And he said, in the end, it comes down to queer instinct. And not only that, the song is whack. (laughs) And I think the truth is Taylor stinks. Like, there's something... There's something, like, so cynical about this whole thing that it just feels bad. It doesn't feel good. I know. Funny, what's also really funny is that I feel like some sections and pockets of Tumblr have been theorizing that she's a lesbian with a Carly Claus. So maybe she is a queer icon, and we just don't know it yet. Oh, I remember that theory. Like, based on this podcast, everyone's gay. It's the gay agenda in action. (laughs) I believe it. It's just a shitty song. It's music for lobotomized people. And not, not only that, also music to lobotomize those who are not lobotomized yet. I think probably, like, people who are a little bit less painfully self-aware yeah, than us would listen to it and be like, oh, I like this. I feel optimistic or something. Right, right, right. It's like Happy by Fer- Like, what you're saying, yeah, Happy by Pharrell is that kind of vibe where, like, it just forces you to be happy. Yeah. Even if you don't Although want Pharrell it. never had a dark-sided energy. Like, I feel like Taylor wants me dead. <laughs> she like wants to kill my family <laughs> and she will she has the money for it 
She sure does. She has some money to take down this podcast, at least. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I hated it, and I was being defensive of it. In a you way that weirdly I were being defensive, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't even care about the song that much. I, I think that was just for the discourse, to like make it interesting, but I feel like I was too defensive. Like, no one cares about the song. You know what I'm obsessed with? Moving on. What? Yeah, let's do it. Fuck Taylor. Let's do it. Next up, we're doing something different. We're going to do a speed round right. of, what, 10 songs? 10 singles from this week, mostly? 10 singles. Okay. And listen, it's a shot clock because we're going to take 24 seconds a song. It's a basketball reference. I learned it about a month ago. Just to pick up the pace a little. Yeah. What's up? Are we timing it officially? I'm going to, I'll time it. Yeah. Mercy, as we say in Montreal. I think 20, (laughs) listen, this first one we meant to do in the last episode. Let's do it. Um, This first one is Rich White Straight Man by Kesha. (laughs) Timer starts now. Go off. Okay, the song is crazy to me. It has a circus vibe, which you brought up last time about Madonna. It sure um, does have the again, same ass vibe, yeah. Yeah, the message is so like stupid in the sense that it's like very shallowly trying to be political. But I'm Ugh. here for Kesha doing this crazy shit. It's ham fisted, but Yeah. Not but it just is ham fisted. You have five seconds. It's ham fisted, yeah. Completely unmelodic, but a good song. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. That's exactly the right amount of time, by the way. What's next? We got Little Mix Bounce Back. Listen, usually when a girl group does like a bounce track, they'll at least invite Big Frida. <laughs> Little Mix did not think ahead to do that. So this is just like actually bonkers. Big Frida maybe said no, who knows? Anyway, appropriation at its finest. It shouldn't be allowed, and yet here we are. And that's 24 seconds. So. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Next um, track. Next track. Everyone comes here to get our take on burial. So let's do this. Burial? Who's going to talk about burial? I don't know. None right. of us. No one wants to talk about it. Starting now. Um, okay. This song sounds to me like any other burial song. I really can't tell the difference between all the other shit that I've listened, except from like the things from 2013 that sound a little bit more like down tempo. But this is to me like yeah. whatever. This is hot to me, actually. We don't have to write all yeah. of them, but this is hot to me. Yeah. Next, we got this remix of Blame It On Your Love by Dylan Brady. You know what? The way it blends track 10 with Blame It On Your Love is so good. My only take is that no one needs a third version of a song, but... But it, like, it bridges the gap between track 10. Everyone's ready to move on from this song. Like, no one wants... I think it's cool. And the way whoever Dylan Brady is deals with the Lizzo verse, hilarious. What do we got? Flume and London Grammar, Let You Know. <laughs> I think we have nothing in this one. You know what? I'll say something. I think Flume yeah, is corny as hell. I think yeah, London Grammar absolutely. sounds classically normal, you know? But like the beat mm. is so close to being a bop, but it's like so Flume, I guess, insists on being weird for a straight guy, yeah. you know? Oh my God. That's it. Timer's off. Timer's up. Did I say okay. anything? Who knows? Let's move on. We no, got- who cares? From Babs, Trina featuring Nicki Minaj. It sounds kind of like a joke track. It's a cover from a rap song from the two, from 2000, I believe. They sound good in it. Yeah. Ayo, Trina, are you ready? She is ready, in fact. I don't know. It kind of goes off, but I, I don't need to listen to it, you know? We have a different Nicki song this week that we can talk about in a little bit. Yeah. We won't skim over it so fast either. What is next? We got Dry Your Eyes, Joey LaBella. And Nina Sky. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, Nina's, the Nina Sky feature is pretty crazy. And the song is really, really good. I love this. 
influences from like Houston rap or like Detroit, not Detroit, um, Memphis rap of like slow down. <laughs> yeah, vocals. totally. Yeah. Um, but I think work. That's gotta well. be I mean, Joey, right? Yeah, I don't know. Oh well. Okay, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, definitely a segment. Okay, we got Pull Up by Corella. This one I put on, I found it like by mistake. Okay, so it's by a UK rapper named Corella. <laughs> I think she's good. She reminds me of Lily Allen. Yeah, I like totally. Her. I mean, it's just a British accent, but yeah, totally. All I have to say is beautiful cover. Beautiful yeah. gown. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're out of time, but that's a good one. Yeah. You should look that up if you like Lily Allen at all. It's called Pull Up by Corella. Galan? Sharpest Edges by Galant. Yeah. <laughs> My only take on this was like post Frank Ocean r and B. I don't know if that's like yeah. unfair for me to say. I think this is a nice song. Galant is Spotify. That's how I found out that <laughs> I think he was actually on one of the only times I listened to my Discover Weekly. I think a lot was on that. So that's how I know. Okay. okay so yeah, last, this goes off. Sorry. It's actually J. Paul a little bit. Not to overshoot my my turn, but it's got a J. Paul vibe in the chorus. You okay, I'll stop. Okay, what's next? <laughs> Slater and... Wait, no, it's not even Slater. It's someone else and Slater. It's Donatachi and Slater. Um... This is honestly one of my least favorite Slater releases, like, ever. I it sounds agree, like, like, yeah, it's too much. Tries too hard to be, like, Sophie and Charlie XCX with the, like, yeah. weird, like, pots and pan samples. Oh, and here Slater we go. is yeah. better than this. Yeah, no. This, to Trash. me, doesn't have the energy of a Slater song. Exactly There's some, no. like, steamrolling by the production for sure. Oops, we're out of time. Oopsie. Wait, are we done? The yeah, we're done. Round? Oh, we're great. Speed Everyone take a breath because we're going to talk about Camila. Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello, yeah. which uh, is allegedly the heartthrob couple. Of- um, I don't know about couple, more like sisters. They do have the energy of best friends who are doing like yeah. a cute photo shoot, don't they? Absolutely, yeah. She's her, his beard. So it's Senorita, by, it's Senorita by Camila Cabello and Shawn Mendes. Yeah. I mean, this could not be more kids' bop to me. I know. But you know what? You know who else is going to love this song? Ants and, like, moms. They're going to love this song. You think so? Yeah. It's, like, fake, sultry, and sexy. Like, it's so toys. fake. Like, it's so shallow, yeah. yeah. I'm listening to it now, and it's, like, the voices are, like, nails on a chalkboard put together. Like, Sean and Camilla <laughs> don't work. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know if this is pretty sexist, but I was going to say that she's, like, unbearably shrieky. Like, her voice is just, like, yeah, yeah nails on a chalkboard. It's, like, she shrieks so much. I hate it. Which is, again, like, the worst kind of voice for trying to be sexy and sultry. Like, no. Ugh, I really don't like it. Shawn Mendes is obsessed with guitars. So, like, plucky. He loves, like, fret sounds, you know? It's kind of weird that he sing- sings the same lyrics as her. Yeah, Because he's right. essentially saying that he wants to be called a miss. I like it when you call me miss. I'm like, honey, like, you're coming out, basically. You're right. By saying that. They had to sing the same lyrics, but they could have changed it up a bit. Senorita Loco. Absolutely mm. local. Oh <laughs> my god. The photo shoot the in V magazine is like Oh my god, yeah. It's, it's embarrassing for everyone. Yeah. It's it just Maybe doesn't. She's check a pop and we don't know it. That's valid, yeah. Yeah. She loves to peg. Oh wait, let's talk about the Luann video that came out. Yeah, for feeling Giovanni. On the show this week, the show being Real Housewives of New York City, mm. she promoted a new highly drag queen-esque single, I guess for pride. <laughs> Um, yeah, honestly. 
called Feeling Giovanni. It's really basic. Uh, local so smash, however. <laughs> I know. Honestly, my thoughts on it is that it's probably like the best produced Countess Luan song. Yeah. Yeah, there's some depth to that. <laughs> like it really, it bangs. Yeah. When you compare that to Chic C'est La Vie, this is like high production. She does you... her like weird rap. Oh my well, god. She doesn't know. sing, right? So she's no. kind of rapping by default, but. Yeah. It's Which is not nuts. even like rapping, it's her just like talking because there's no flow to it. No, there's no flow. Yeah. So it's called Feeling Giovanni because um, a while ago on the show, <laughs> another housewife, Dorinda, got mad at Luann for not, I guess what, thanking her for hooking her up with Giovanni gowns. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when Luann did her burlesque show, which is what she does for a living, uh, Dorinda was like heckling her from the audience being like, thank you, Giovanni. <laughs> So obviously, well, Luann. We should contextualize <laughs> that Dorinda was probably wasted when she was doing that. Yeah, Dorinda yeah. has a love for alcohol, like no other. <laughs> Maybe um, like the only person who can compare is Luann herself, who used to love alcohol, but not anymore. Now is sober. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've been with these women for a decade. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, Luann made it about her, and now feeling Giovanni is allegedly a state yeah. of mind that we love. Oh my god! It's also like nonsensical, right? Like, how do you feel, Giovanni? Uh, oh, it's nothing. Yeah, nothing. I've read somewhere that she and Tinsley got fired for next season. Luann and Tinsley? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so okay. That's, I'm that's fine. Um, oh, wait, Juan, you watched this week's episode, right? Yeah, I already did. Oh, yeah. my God. When Tinsley's dog... Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. Oh, my okay, God. Okay, that scene... Okay, so what happened was, it seems Tinsley walked in on her dog dead on the ground, mm-hmm. and she, like, describes the dog's head flopping as she picks it up, and she's, like, hysterical... In a yeah. way, that's not funny, but no, the show was kind of playing it for laughs, didn't you think? Yeah. They were absolutely because then they wanted to introduce the whole freezing thing as a joke. Oh my god! Yeah. I feel like they, they kept loved going clowning. with it. Yeah, they left clowning Tinsley and making her seem like a really immature girl because she kind of is for her age. But I feel like when your dog dies, it, I've never had a like I've never really had a dog that like that. But for people, that's like really intense. It's like a death in the family. <laughs> well, finding it is honestly right. a new level, I think. Yeah. And, and then I she would put it in the freezer. Too. Is that what happened? I missed that part. Okay. And then she was going to thaw it afterwards too, so her sister could like hug it one last time. And that's oh, when Ramona. No. Yeah. That's when Ramona was making fun of her for doing that. Um, well, that's a little nuts. But I think if I walked <laughs> in on a dead animal, I would kind of lose my way a little bit too i had a breakdown yesterday from seeing a live animal in my apartment <laughs> i can't imagine a dead one walking in on a live animal makes you lose your mind too <laughs> yeah oh fuck i felt bad for her our next segment is in fact <laughs> none other than madam x by the queen of pop herself madonna that's right famous leo famous leo probably the best leo we have uh including also charlie accepted leo in case oh, you want to know i didn't know that yeah. I think that we're pretty doesn't iconic. help me, though. I, like, don't know what that means. She's loyal? Uh, it just means she's extra. Oh. But we're talking about the other Leo, Madonna, <laughs> Madame X. Okay. What is our take on Madame X? Let's do a track by track. So okay. fucking fast, okay? So we have Medellin? Medellin. Medellin. Medellin with Maluma. Grew on me. That was the first single of the album. Yeah, it, grew, it grows in you. And a lot of the a lot of the songs of this album feel like they have different sections, and this song just has one too many sections. But it could have worked as a single if yeah. it was a bit short. And you know what? Maluma carries the most important part, which is the chorus. It's like all Maluma. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, which I think a lot of her fans didn't love because there's like, where's Madonna? Yeah, it's like, are you, you going to come back with like... Disappointing. Yeah, no, totally. Okay. Yeah. 
let's move on. Dark Valley, we've already talked about last podcast, so we we'll skip that Imagine one. we do that again? Yeah, no way. God Control. Yeah. It sounds so much like Uffy, and it was produced by Mirwise, who has produced a lot of shit with Uffy. Okay, I hear Uffy now. That's crazy. I like the song a lot, and I think it could have worked as a single because it's so crazy that it would have had people talking. This is so Confessions. I Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I think that Madonna coming back with this track would have had all her fans really excited and also like serious True. music people excited because it's a bit more like quality music than Medellin is. Also, the message is kind of stupid though. Oh. Not really about gun control, but sort of about gun control. But that's like the main problem with Madame X, right? It's stupid messaging. But anyways. T. Okay, Future with Quavo. Kind of sucks. I like how they're equally auto-tuned. That's yeah. like funny to me. I feel like Quavo on a reggae beat is kind of cool, actually. Something I've never heard before, at least. Yeah. Okay, Crave with Sueli. This one grew on me maybe the most out of the singles. Sueli adds a lot. Oh, you know what? She's in her lower register in this one, which is my favorite Madonna uh, sound. Yeah, maybe that's why we like it then, yeah. I think so, because she she relies on autotune when she goes higher. You know, it just sounds more like autotune, at least. Let's go into Come Alive, which is next. Oh, that's my favorite. Track or nine, my second baby. favorite. Is it? It's like one of my favorites of the album. It reminds me a lot of um, Don't Tell Me off music as well. Huh. And the vibe is similar. It's like strings that make it sound very melancholy, but at the same time, it's danceable. So it's the kind yeah. of sound that you like are walking at a fast pace, but still feel kind of sad. I love this track. It is. It's a good walking pace. Yeah. Her vocals are crazy. They're like heavily auto-tuned. And she also seems like she's speaking, like singing with her mouth kind of closed. You can tell there's going to be a choir and she doesn't disappoint. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so funny. I love this song. Yeah, it's good. Wow, I'm actually remembering that I like this album. So I guess I... You could say I'm coming alive. Should we move on? Extreme yeah. Occident? Oh, God. Let's just move on from it. No one likes it. All right. Paz <laughs> Gustoso, which we all love. Also, did you know it's a cover? It's like the song is basically the same. Madonna's has like definitely more like layers in the production. Like she adds more crazy shit, but the song is basically the same thing. Which is Wait, why I'm thinking that's the original. Some Portuguese Brazilian artist, I don't really know. I hate when the best song on an album is a cover. That I happens know. sometimes. Also of a song that came out very recently. Like the original came out very really? recently, so I think that's why, yeah. This one's good. Anita sounds good on it, I think. This is a bop, honestly. This one like goes off. And I like it too. More more Spanish. I think that one's Portuguese actually. Oh yeah? Oops. Yeah. <laughs> I know when it's French. I know when it's Dutch. I don't know when it's Portuguese. I don't know when it's Dutch. I certainly don't know when it's Dutch. I know when it's German, Dutch. We don't have to talk about what I know and don't know, but I definitely don't know a lot. (laughs) I don't know anything. I don't know anything about pop music. (laughs) I don't know why she's speaking Portuguese, but I guess I'll allow it. Want to move on? (laughs) Gatekeeper for Portuguese speaking? I'll allow it. I I just, whatever. It's Madonna. Like, I went into this album thinking, like, I wasn't expecting it to be politically correct, ever. If you're expecting that from Madonna, you're setting yourself up for failure. I guess so. At least she brought in Anita. I guess that validates it a little bit. Yeah. Okay, Bitch I'm Loca, Maluma. This one's Maluma, good. Maluma twice. I like this one even more than Medellin. This is more like actual reggaeton. This is what actual reggaeton sounds like. This is the catchiest so far. Yeah, the, like Medellin is a spacito. This is like actual reggaeton. But yeah. I don't search, I find. Which, as I said, is my favorite track of the album. This is the one that Lisa Rinna storied. This is the type of song that she would have sounded good singing in a lower register, like a house diva Mm. type sound. But she goes high and it's just like, I don't like that, unfortunately. It reminds me of the impressive instant on music. I feel like the songs that I like on this album is because they remind me of music. Yeah. Yeah. Music, (laughs) yeah. 
<laughs> okay, looking for mercy. Yeah. This okay, is a no, no for me. And then I rise. It sits better yeah. in the album, I think, but I still don't like it. Which to me is so crazy that she would release the song as a single. It's so bad. I hate the instrumentation yeah. on that one. So overall thoughts on Madame X? Overall, you know what? I need to playlist a couple of those songs. I forgot how much I yeah. like it. Story-wise, it's confusing. I think that even the whole Madame X persona was a bit too extra because it doesn't really pan out in the album. But yeah. sonically, to me, it's like Madonna returns to true form in the sense that she's appropriating songs and making them Madonna. <laughs> and then the tracks that are like classically dance, like I Don't Search Your Fine and God Control, are amazing to me. Yeah. It's just like Madonna back to like erotica or music. Yeah. Music, the album is like a... Okay, yeah, like we can just move on. Sorry. Yeah, please. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do these next songs quickly. And then okay. we have to decide our smashes. Okay. <laughs> we have... Caroline Polachek, Door. This song is so Dido to me. We love. So what, Dido? Dido, yeah. <laughs> I've actually, to be honest, I haven't heard any song like this in my life up to this point. It's what? so unique. Yeah, I love this song. Right, I'm trying oh, to compare something, but I can't think of anything. It's really good. I like it a lot, yeah. So good. Yeah. Anyway. The thing to me is that it's like probably listen to it before bed kind of vibe. I feel like it has that sort of energy of like, relaxing music yeah um, but i don't have much it's else relaxing, to say but it. the chorus is like uplifting it's hot to me hot to me too okay major laser we have major laser and anita make it hot um, this one sounds not... so much like the song with her on on madonna's album no that's just racist it has oh, a no, classic right. the major laser slash the blow thing where he has like this like gimmicky synth going on in the chorus like like squeaky. it reminds me of that mo yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is it Mo or Mo or whatever? It reminds me of that song that they have together. Oh, Lean On? Yeah, yeah. Okay, like, maybe, yeah. I, I get it. He just does that all the time. But this is, I like this song, actually. It's not, like, not bad at all. I like it a lot. But local. Yeah, local, absolutely. Let's see. We got Zara Larson next all the time. Did you listen to this yeah. one? I listened to this. This one is, like, <laughs> modern, like, contemporary Daft Punk. Oh my god, I was just gonna say that. Absolutely. It's so Daft Punk yeah. in a bad way, but well, there's the, hook on hook on this song and it kind of yeah. works for me. It works. I mean, it's like so listenable. It's like so enjoyable to listen. But the yeah, it's but candy. the chorus part where she starts singing really quickly and with effect or whatever sounds just like a track off Random Axes, whatever. Doing it right. Blah, 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 blah. It's like this sounds the, the exact same melody. True. Which is why I think it sounds like Daft Punk. Yeah. It's like a mix between the weekend slash Daft Punk's collaborations yeah. and like hold on we're coming home Drake is what oh it is oh my god yeah no, absolutely and somehow very listenable I would even venture to say in like a local smash perhaps yeah this is this has smash potential thank you Zara Larson. Sweden went off as usual yeah by the way I need to leave for Monster Jam in like 10 minutes so let's talk about Megatron Megatron okay this to me is a song that I'll hear coming out of Cars yeah. But I don't think it sounds new. Like, it sounds like I've been hearing this come from Cars for the past five years. It's just that sample. Exactly. The sample is just like, it screams dance hall, which is great. And I love it. I actually, okay, I love the track. I think I'm going to have a lot of fun listening to this, but you're right. It's not very, like, unique at all. And the shots, 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 I'm drinking. Yeah. Yeah. The whole message of the song is, like, yeah, getting drunk. So that's why she, like, starts shooting. It's like, bra, 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 shot, shot, right. shot, whatever. Oh, like, shots. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, it's like a, a very clever mix of shots of killing people and then also taking tequila shots. Did you watch that video of Rihanna drinking with Seth Meyers? I watched, like, a 30-second clip where she yeah. tells him to blow her... Uh, 
Yeah, like mom, like oh my too. god, wife. Yeah, yeah, watch the whole thing. It's 12 minutes. They get oh sloppy. They get really sloppy. I really... Yeah, it's actually ugly. I feel like Rihanna's always down to give, like, actually real an interview. She, yeah. cl- I, I feel like she's closed off a little bit, especially the drunker she gets in a weird way. Yeah, but I don't know. I can relate to that. Like, I don't think I want to get drunk with Seth Meyers. No, absolutely not. No one does. That's probably I why mean, his wife hates him because no one likes him. I don't know. I thought um, that video was nuts. Now that I like officially, ugh, don't drink, what? drink less, whatever. I just okay. am bombarded by drinking culture wherever I go. Oh my god! I've had two beers since we started recording. What yeah. are you drinking today? I had a Peroni first. Oh, that that beer is so bitter to me. Did, wait, did you listen to the Lil Nas X album? Oh, sorry, Megatron. Uh, Megatron is hot for me, honestly. You think it's hot? I <laughs> yeah. am going to say local. I think we have okay. to disagree on this one. Yeah, fair enough. Doesn't mean it's not a smash. We will discuss shortly. Yeah. Smash oh potential, but it's so local to me. Damn. I want Nikki to do something really cutting edge. Right. Also, wait. listen, one last... Lil Nas X is doing new stuff, and he's killing yeah. it. He's smashing. This sounds to me a little like um, Beat Me Up Scotty, like her mixtape days. Okay. Actual rap with some dancehall inflection. And I think she's trying to go back to that. And I think we should let her. But this song is not going to bring her sales, number ones, or anything like that. I'm sorry, Nikki, but that's a T. I'm okay with it. I just want a speck of something new. Like, if I could take, like, a pinch of that Slater Donatachi song and pop it in there, (laughs) I would would be satisfied with that, you know? Totally. We have two songs on opposite sides of the spectrum with those two, I, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Too, yeah, this song's yeah. too classic for me. I need something a little different. Okay, fair enough, yeah. Okay, let's talk about Lil Nas X. It's the 7 EP. Um, Panini is the single, which I think is pretty good. It's less than two minutes, one. No song on this album is over three minutes. That's crazy, but he's pandering to, like, the Gen Z attention span, which I think is smart. I thought you wanted for my life, for my life. Even me, I'm a millennial. I love a two-minute song because that's how long my attention span lasts. These songs all feel a little bit like skits, though. There's an issue with short songs in that way. Like, mm-hmm. traditionally, they're not full songs, but, like, I think it's me that needs to get over that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the form of a song is has been three choruses for so long that yeah. maybe, you know, why? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> Overall, it's a yes for me. We like 70 EP. I don't think it's a yes for me, honestly. Okay, Apart from fair. the Cardi B, I don't really love any of the tracks. He's so fucking cute, so maybe I'm biased. Oh, yeah, he's really cute. That's, like, why well, he's doing it'll well. It'll be exciting when he comes out. When he comes out? Yeah. No, he doesn't yeah, want exactly. to come out. Everyone just knows, right? Well, no? but he denies that he was Nas Mirage or whatever that username right. was. Um, but I feel like everyone knows that it is him. He can say faggot because he is one. <laughs> I know. It would be really funny if he had a song with the word faggot in it. He should do that. He should. <laughs> We have to wrap up. Let's do your smashes first. Do you want to do okay. one from last week, one from this week? Should we Let's do that? Let's do that. Yeah. So okay. last week's smash, I think I'm going to go with Uckers by Shy Girl. That was my favorite song, I think, of the whole entire episode. So, so good. Yeah. That's mine too. Um, fuck. Okay. Fuck. We're going to have the same smash. A double smash, in fact. Official first ever double smash. <laughs> okay. Also, Sega Bodega, if you're listening, uh, please have sex with me. He's really hot. Yeah, he's hot. Sega Bodega's hot, confirmed. <laughs> yeah. And that song is hot. It's a hot smash, yeah. in fact. Hot smash. So, wait, what's your second smash? I want to say <laughs> Megatron. <laughs> Do it. But I think I'm just being, no, I think I'm being a blindly stan. Like, the song that I'm going to keep coming back to is going to be Door by Caroline Polichek. 
Oh man, we have the same smashes this week. Yeah. No, really? Door no, is fuck. just doors in all different areas. It's so good. You know, I know. If you if you get Thor, I'm gonna go for Megatron. I honestly love Megatron. Okay, done. When yeah. It, yeah, when it came out last night, I was like stoned to shreds in my kitchen, just like bobbing into it, <laughs> like doing the full like gone gesture thing whenever she was like. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Shooting at the air. Um, I love, freaking love it. I like. I love this. I love this Nicki Minaj. I love like Dan's whole. I love Megatron. So yeah, my smash is Megatron. Okay, so we agreed on Shy Girl, Uckers as a smash. Uckers play Shy Girl. Door for me. Caroline yeah. Polichek Door, and then you're yeah. doing Megatron by the one and only Nicki Minaj. Wait, does Madonna count for the smashes? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It could. Okay. No. Then fuck Shy Girl. Like no, I love Shy Girl, but what? from that week, it would absolutely have to be Adam Search I Find by Madonna. Yeah, wow, actually, okay. 100%. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite songs this year. So we're yeah. diversifying in real time. Okay, if I had a third so, smash, which I don't, I would choose um, the Zara Larson one, to be honest, which I oh, believe is not a good opinion, but... No, whatever. I just realized that I went for, like, the biggest local songs for my smash. Like, not only Madonna, but also <laughs> Nicki Minaj. Nicki, like, yeah, you went yeah. full local. Yeah. I went full hot, I would say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the duality of hot local singles. <laughs> I want to see what Caroline Polachek does next. Were you ever a cheerlift fan? I don't know. Like, the answer is no, right? But obviously, there was yeah. a song on the iPod commercial. So I liked that was one. Was it the, yeah, the Japanese one or whatever? I have no idea. Okay. It's literally not in my mind anymore. <laughs> so, do you agree with your smashes still? It's two days later. Probably not. Honestly, that's the magic about this podcast is that we usually record it right after the songs come out. Um, yeah. So, it's all about first impressions. It is, yeah. Uh, and my first impression of Megatron was maybe a bit too generous. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it was, it was just like responding the way my body was responding. My body was moving <laughs> and dancing to it. <laughs> but the more I listen to it, the more I'm like, this is a confused mess. I've seen a lot of people point out that lyrically, it makes no sense. She never explains why she's Megatron. Or, like, what the whole vibe of Megatron is. Okay. I still think it's a banger. In terms of being the best song of that week, I think that was exaggerating. I think Door. Like, I first Door. said Door with you. We didn't want to agree on both weeks, so that's why I changed it. Door by Caroline Polachek has blossomed for me even more than it did at first. Amazing. I think it's excellent. It's really great. Right? You described it as relaxing. I think it's gorgeous. But then mm-hmm. the chorus is so alive. No, I it know what you mean. It really is amazing. It has more feeling than... Like the rest of our playlist, basically. Totally. Yeah. The rest combined. It's gorgeous. Yeah. You can hear the influence of Danielle Harl in it, who has no, a writer too. credit. He was totally in the studio. And it was produced by Jimmy Stack, too. It's like dreamy in the way his productions oh usually are. That's amazing. Oh, and then, of course, towards the end, Caroline goes full tears. That song on Pop 2 with Charlie. Right, right. She wails. It's it really something. Amazing. I can't believe how yeah. well it works. Wait, a little update too. Speaking of Charlie XCX, did you see that she co-wrote Senorita? Oh, I did see that. Yeah. And she should have kept quiet. She should have been quiet about it, yeah. <laughs> I also don't see what she did on that song. Like, I don't... That there are totally confused. like 1,200 writers on that. Yeah, it like doesn't yeah. matter. The way she got her write credit on Boys, 
mm-hmm. which is like one of the only singles she's had that wasn't really written by her. I think it was like the tsunami line that she added. Oh my God, really? Like one line was enough, yeah, which makes sense. She just wanted to like make it hers in some way. The more I listen to it, the more basic it seems like. It just sounds a bit like Havana, maybe just because the chorus is also like repeating. But yeah. Where's Allie Brooke when you need her? <laughs> this song the one week so much we need better. Her. Yeah. Okay, so my smashes were Adore, which we have doubled down on, yeah. and Shy Girl Uckers. Shy Girl Uckers, yeah. I am standing behind. I think that's it for me. I can't see, mm. like, Door and Uckers together. What a, what a combo. That's a really good combo, yeah. My smashes are Door now. So Megatron. I want to keep as like a, a local for sure, but a local like bop. Does that make sense? Okay, but so the smash, smash. No, the smash is door. It's like a the much better song, obviously. But from the first week, I still stand with uh, I Don't Search, I Find by Madonna, which right. is like a bit of a cop-out because it's not even really a single. It's just like a song off her album. Mm-hmm. But that's like my go-to every time I'm like walking to the metro. I listen to I Don't Search, I Find. Stand by it, yeah. Yeah. Stand yeah. strong. Have you listened to many podcasts since we started this podcast? No, like literally none, actually, I think. But did you, did you before? Uh, no, just like the normal ones from like Contrarian Twitter, like Comtown and Red Scare. Uh, you, wait, you listen to Comtown? A couple of times. Not, I've not tried. Right, I never make it through. I feel like they say faggot and they are not allowed oh, to. Oh, they do, absolutely. <laughs> <They're not allowed. laughs> we have to edit them out. They should. I know, I... Too. I have to cut some out because they, I don't know. I'm so conflicted about that word. It's definitely mine and yours. Yeah, I like it. I can't say I love the way it sounds. Right. I like it. I just don't know about the professional audience. Okay, your professors listening to that. Well, I would just hate if that word actually felt bad for someone, you know? Right. Totally, totally. Because it's Um, not like, even if we like it, not everyone does. Not everyone likes it. Yeah. I don't know. It comes from a place of love in some cases. So it's worth remembering that. And I cut about half of them. <laughs> really? I might cut a few more. Yeah, I might cut a few I more. Feel like I don't know. This week we didn't say it as much as the first week. The first week we were just throwing the word faggot around like it was. Oh, we throw it. I mean, yeah. when we get into the flow of condo, it just happens. Mm-hmm. Some people are faggots. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> now we said it. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, you know. Let's go celebrate Pride. Want to do that? Okay, let's. I'm going to go celebrate Pride with my straight brother and his heterosexual family. What are you what doing? What are you doing? <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, like, made plans to hang out with him. I have to, like, usually make plans, like, every other week, bi-weekly, much like this podcast. Um, yeah, you have to see your brother. Yeah. And not just to get the laptop, either. <laughs> this time is, like, pure, like, for, like, being a good brother. But I'm going to go see the parade, I think. I have oh, to. Oh, cool. Is my it legal. on church? Where is right. it? Right. Yeah, it is on church. Are you Wait, going with uh, Young? I just assume church because it's the gay street, but Young makes sense because it's bigger. The main artery of Toronto. <laughs> Wait, which is the street that is like the longest street in the world or something like that? That's Young, yeah. Oh, it goes crazy, yeah. all the way up Canada or whatever. Well, good for her. Miss Young, <laughs> okay. go off, queen. <laughs> all right. Okay. So 647-847-8904. Our voicemail, call in. We'll see you in two weeks. Thanks for listening.